Welcome to episode 102 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name is Trent. As always, I'm joined by Jason, and we're going to talk about the best of 2016. Yes, yes, we sure are. We got a list, so. Yeah, this will be our final podcast of 2016, of course. Hope you guys had a good Christmas week and then a good New Year's coming up. Looking forward to 2017 and more podcasts. Got some great stuff coming up. We've got our top 16. We've, of course, got honorable mentions. We've got a list of other stuff for surprise didn't make our list. All that great stuff. Yeah. We're going to talk about some local guys that had new music. But before we get into that, we need to mention that our friend and musician locally, John Hulata, that we talked about last episode, unfortunately passed away on Christmas. Yes. And this was... Of course, a big loss to his family, his friends, and this Tulsa music scene. Because as we've talked about, I mean, you can you can talk about anybody after they pass and say they're a great person. But there are people, when you're saying that, you definitely mean it. Yeah. And this is one of those guys that even if I wasn't a close friend of him, we considered him a friend because he always came up to us at their shows or when we're out and treated us like friends. And yeah, that's all you can ask for from anybody, especially someone who you admire their work oh, and everything. Definitely. You know, always greeted with a handshake and a hug, uh, you know, when we saw him and just a, a, a insane guitar player. Um, the first couple things that come to my mind is I think uh, Steve Murdoch wrote one of his posts the other day about, you know, when John was playing, it looked like he was. 500 miles away he was just off in his own world and you really got that sense i mean he he was just unloading on the fretboard and he was just so lost in it and that was really cool to see and and also you know one thing is when we first started doing this and started talking to local guys every single one of them talked about john halata you know this is my favorite guitar player around here or this is a guy you guys need to look up so i mean it just speaks to like big you know, time people around here, like yeah, Steve Ray. Yeah, exactly. It just it speaks to how well he was loved and you know the imprint he left. So, uh, you know, prayers, condolences to him and his family. And it's just uh, it's a it's a sad thing for sure. I'm glad you mentioned that about what Steve said. I didn't happen to see that, but I really thought the same thing because there's a lot of those guys that you watch play, and you can tell that they're. They were meant to be playing music. Yeah. You know, like when they play, it's not like just someone up there playing guitar because it's fun or they're going through the motions or whatever. You see a guy like Zach Wilde or Dimebag or Steve Vai or Joe Bonamassa, these kind of guitarists. And I mean, those are heavy hitters. And you you could say John Halata is that exact type of guy because when you see a guy like that on stage, it's just pure emotion, power, and music. That's right. And that's that's all that he was up there to do and it's not just hey look i'm cool because i'm playing guitar it's like this is what i was put on this earth to do definitely and and you could always you always got that sense and you know we were fortunate enough to be at the joint effects final show yeah and then scream red mutiny's first well the first show was in the morning at rock but we we saw the first the next show that night yeah one of their first shows and we saw a couple other times and it's unfortunate because you know obviously this band were huge fans of what Screen Red Mutant was doing. And another thing that to point out is that on episode 48, when we had John and the entire band on here, they invited us to come over early and we got to watch 
actually got to watch John record the solo for one of those songs. I yeah. think it was Hand Grenade Serenade. Is that right? I, I think remember? so. And that was just a complete honor. So, yeah, you I mean, know? you, you yeah. look at that now and there's so many people that just even probably friends is that never got to watch him do something like that. Yeah. So I find that a complete amazing honor that they invited us into their studio space just to see him record the music because we love the music. But then to be able to say that we saw John do that is even a bigger honor. Yeah, it's 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 something that you know will stay with me for quite a while, and uh, you know I'll always I'll always be a fan, and I'll always champion Screamer Red Mutiny and John and Joint Effect for sure. Yeah, and we're gonna mention them again here in a bit when we're talking about some stuff we love. But go out there and grab that EP that Screamer Red Mutiny put out earlier this year. I promise, if you love rock or metal, you're gonna love this. The guitar work, of course, like we've been talking about, is phenomenal, but the whole band is great as well. So, once again, like Jason said, condolences go to his family. His wife, Casey, was also in this accident, and she's recovering. And as far as we know, she's going to pull through this thing. So, hopefully her and their son, you know, can find a way to, to deal with this. But the good thing is his music and the spirit that this guy had will, will live on. Twenty sixteen. We've heard countless jokes over the past many months that twenty sixteen has been a bitch as far as taking away yeah. prominent musicians and now as the year went on it turned into actors and as well, you know. Yeah, no and, one was safe. Yeah, and you know, we don't need to get in all that. We've mentioned them as they went. You know, unfortunately George Michael passed a few days ago and Carrie Fisher yesterday. You know, the list just keeps kind of mounting, but I think like Mike Portnoy pointed out earlier in the year, that's just we're getting to that point in our lives where when you were young, all these iconic people are going to start, start leaving and it's going to start sucking. Yep. But without getting into all that, the flip side of it is that 2016 was an amazing year for new music. It sure was. We had so much good stuff. I mean, where do you even start? Right. <laughs> well, you start with Nervosa. There you there go. You go. No. Well, <laughs> I threw that in there for you. Nice. But, well, thank you. No, well, to mention, to go back, you know, we did this same, an episode like this at the end of 2015, for the best of 2015, obviously, and we mentioned how it seemed like 2015 was better than recent years as far as the, the not the quality music, but the amount yeah. of music that was good, because there's always tons of stuff coming out every year, but last year was just, it just kept coming and everything was great. And 2016 basically was the same exact way. And I can say that because, you know, we had to, we whittled this down to 16 and that was hard because there's probably, (laughs) there's at least 16 more that could have been in that top list in my head. And then 20 or 30 more that I loved a lot as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, the funny thing was, is we were whittling this down and tweaking it right up to the minute you hit record. Yeah. We really were. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's just, uh, it, sh- it goes to show you how much good stuff was out there this year. And uh, I think that it, it's, you know, you you have, I think, a couple of reasons for this is, you know, bands have got to work more. They've got to put out more. They've got to get stuff out and get on the road quick, you know. And also to to that same thing is, 
it's got to be really fucking good now. I mean, it's really got to, these bands have to bring it. It doesn't matter if you've been around a couple years or 20 years. They've really got to do some some interesting stuff because there's so much out there. The market's so flooded. I mean, it's just coming at you in all directions, and we're all victim to that. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that we forgot about or we didn't, you know, we didn't even know was out. So, I mean, it's just, and and you can't get away from it, you know. You're only human. You're going to forget about some stuff or overlook some stuff because there's just so much to choose from. Yeah, when we started putting this thing together, I was thinking, I start, I went back and found a few lists of just everything that came out. And it just started, I was like, holy crap, I completely forgot to listen to that. And I said yeah. stuff to you and you're like, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and one another thing that goes into what you said about you have to make stuff good as technology has changed everything, obviously, because, you know, 20 years ago, you could have a couple of great songs and someone's going to have to go buy your album. Regardless, now they could just go download those two songs and not care about the rest of your album. Exactly. So if you want someone to buy a full album, you need it to be all killer, no filler, right? Exactly. <laughs> Hashtag of the year right there. Right. Well, the other thing that uh, I think to point out is that what we just mentioned with 2016 and 2015, I've seen for several years, people are saying like, music sucks these days. You know, there's yeah. never, you know, it's not like it used to be. And I'm like, that's because you're a jackass. <laughs> you know, if it's plain and simple, you're not looking for stuff yeah. or you're not looking under the surface of what's on. If you're still just listening to terrestrial radio and, you know, you wish people were releasing stuff like Three Days of Grace did in 2006. Sorry. The new prong album's twenty year light years better than that. Yeah, exactly. And you got to look for it. You know, if you don't have, you know, Sirius does a great job of, you know, a lot of these bands putting their new stuff out there or exposing you to new bands. But if you don't have Sirius, you've got to get on the internet. You know, internet radio is a good spot. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, you've you've got to dig these days because if you're looking at, you know, terrestrial rock radio to guide you. You're fucked. You're <laughs> fucked with a capital O shit. Yeah. Because there's nothing. There's like there's like three Nickelback songs, and there's like four bands that sound like Nickelback, and then some stupid ass five finger dipshit songs. So you, I mean, you really, I mean, you, I, but they're probably I, playing. I feel the new sorry Metallica. for you. And well, that's the one thing you know <laughs> they're playing the new Metallica, which is great. That's fine. But you know what? You should also be playing Breathing Fucking Lightning, you know, five times an hour. You should be playing the new Megadeth instead of Symphony of Destruction and Sweating Bullets over and over and fucking over. Yeah. So the best thing to do with your terrestrial rock radio is turn it the fuck off and start digging. Get your shovel out and put some effort into this, people. (laughs) Well, first thing, do you... I think I kind of surprised you with this. I don't know if I mentioned... Did you have anything that surprised you? I'm I'm looking at this, and I've got an item for each thing here. Yeah, I think I know. Okay, I said I put <laughs> down. You know, what would be a cup, one or two surprises of the year as yeah. far as new music went, or one or two disappointments. And if we start with disappointments, I think I know where we're both going to go with yeah, this. Exactly. I'm going to go towards in flames. In flames. Yep. Right? Exactly. And That's I it. want to preface it by saying we're going that way because we're both huge fans of In Flames. And especially, you know, we sound like old, we sound like these people I was ripping on a minute ago when I'm like, their old stuff's great. Mm-hmm. You know, you could say that about a lot of bands. 
And it's not that In Flames' new music isn't great. It's good music. They're putting out good quality stuff, but it's just, without being too much of an asshole, it's just boring compared to everything that they used to do. The I last agree. two or three albums, they've kind of shifted, and I don't know if that's, that's you know, just the way that, I forgot, what's the singer's name? I'm drawing a blank. Um, Anders. Yeah, if that's the way he's wanting to go, because the last couple of years, a couple of the guys that have been there forever have left. Left, yeah. And Makes you wonder. Yeah, if it's just kind of a... You know, because you see other bands, you know, not necessarily bands from Sweden, but bands from the the heavier side of things like All That Remains or Kill Switch or whoever that have had success by putting songs out there that are a little more, not radio friendly, but a little more catchy or whatever. Yeah. Well, in All That Remains case, it is a little more radio friendly, but... You know, maybe maybe that's what they're trying to do, but instead of doing it with a couple songs, they're doing it with a full album. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, it's just uh, like like you said, maybe we sound like you know old school guys. Oh, your old shit's better, but you know, I just have to agree with you. Yeah, there's some bands where their old stuff is better, but their new stuff is really good too. Yeah, and we're gonna be talking about those here in a bit. And this isn't <laughs> one of them. They yeah. just kind of, I don't know, just it's kind of fell flat and you know for me in the in flames department um and you know it that's a disappointment yeah because we i know we both really used to love that band yeah yeah and i mean i'm not blowing them off i listened to the album two or three times in a row and yeah. there's songs on there i like but it's just not anything i'm i feel like i'm gonna go back to like yeah. i do all the old stuff you know exactly and, and, and as far as um surprises go for this year one thing that just you know gets me right off the top of my head is, I mean, I, I think I, by this time last year, I think we knew that Guns N' Roses was a go. It kind of started up in 2015, right? Well, a year it still shows. wasn't official. Oh, uh, okay. But it okay. was still like the everybody, you know, it was the unkept secret. I, it, and so we knew it was going on, but my, the surprise to me was just how well it went off. Okay. I was really waiting for a meltdown or just something. And it didn't happen, and I was really pleased because um, rock and metal really need that band right now. Uh, so I'm just, and, and I can't wait to see them this year. And um, I was really surprised that it went off without a hitch and has been so successful. I mean, I knew it would be successful, but I just thought there would be some dumb shit by now. Right. And there wasn't, and that, that makes me happy. Yeah, and I mean, they're going full bore with it you know because yeah. they just kept going yeah. like we thought they would started going around the world and they've got stuff planned into the spring in other parts of the world and they come back yep. to the u.s well, in the summer it, in canada and it's like you said when you saw them and axel's piano started you know going out you thought well here we go i, yeah. I, I get to witness the meltdown and it didn't even happen yeah. so that was great yeah because he got pissed and it looked like it might start and then he just had a cooler head, I guess, prevailed, yeah. and then went, you know, went about his way. And like I mentioned on that episode, if this was <laughs> 1993 or something, that would have been in the show. Would have been all out war. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, and just to throw that in, if we're talking about 2016, that was, you know, I went to those two shows in a row, and that was one of the best concert experiences of my life. Since I, can I got imagine. down in the pit, got up on the barrier, so I was front row for, you know, my favorite band growing up and so it was just an unbelievable experience and i'm just telling you if you're still on the fence about seeing him and you like guns and roses music just go believe me 
you won't be disappointed. I think my surprise as far as music went was Weezer. Not that I should be surprised because I've always liked their music, but the last album they did a couple years ago, kind of like In Flames, just bored me to death. It had like a couple of really cool songs and the rest of it just... And Weezer's always been one of those bands you I could put on an album and just let it go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're just right quality, quality rock music. And, you know, they're not hard and heavy like a lot of stuff we talk about, but I've always loved the band. And the new album, yet another self-titled album from Weezer, is yeah. uh, back on par. And I think it's even nominated for Album of the Year with the Grammys or something. Yeah. Or maybe it was Rock Album, I don't know. But regardless, it's... It's great, you know, that they're back. I think another surprise for me, kind of funny, because I've always kind of critical of this band, is Bon Jovi. I listened to the new album begrudgingly because of the <laughs> whole fact that Sam Bohr wasn't there. And I saw a lot of people ripping on it that, you know, that not just people saying Bon Jovi sucks, people that like Bon Jovi. Yeah. And I thought it was a decent album. You know, I was surprised at how well it was compared to what, I guess because I went in with such a low expectation. You know, it's not anything that I think, this is one of Bon Jovi's great albums. It's not, but it's it's better than the last couple albums at least. And hey, you know, maybe maybe that's because Richard Sam Moore's gone. Maybe I'm wrong about everything. <laughs> you could be, but I doubt it. I no, doubt it. No, I doubt it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Anything else comes to mind on either of those or no? Uh, no, I mean, surprises? No, I mean, everything that I was would hope would be cool would was cool. And I don't know. You know, once once we're, once we're done, I'll probably remember some shit. Yeah. That's how it always goes, right? Yeah. So. Well, another, another one that was on my... When I was just writing a list of albums that I listened to down so I could kind of go through it was Surgical Meth Machine. And that's the... <laughs> A band put together by Al Jorgensen. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised at how much I liked it. Because, you know, Ministry, I've always really liked Ministry. But it's just one of those mood bands, you know. you got to be yeah. in the right frame of mind to really yeah. delve into that. And Surgical Meth Machine, just there was just something about it that caught my attention right away. And it was just, it's just a really cool album to listen to. So I just suggest, you know, that's one I'd throw out for people to check out. If you're, yeah. if you're into, you know, it, you know what it's going to sound like. It has, it has different stuff going on in ministry. It does separate itself, but it still, it sounds like Hal Jurgensen's involved. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we've got a list here, you know, just to kind of reiterate what we already said about how great the music was this year. And just here's some albums that came out that, one or both of us liked. Yeah, yeah. And just start this list off with Insight. They put out an album earlier this year, Oppression. And we've had Richie on here twice, most recently, episode 88. And he talks a lot about it. And they're just a great up-and-coming thrash band. And then Drowning Pool had an album earlier in the year. And we had CJ on, episode 45. And that's kind of a... You know, a lot of people were saying... They thought it was their best album since their first one. Yeah. It's pretty pretty strong. It's pretty tough. Yeah. It's got some great music on it. And, um, you know, they're great live as well. And before we get too deep into this, another band that had a great album that I know we're probably going to catch some hell on. We're <laughs> not having on our list as a Mono Marth. Yeah. This thing is a fucking, you know, just killer straight through. And I love this style of music. 
but as much as I love it, I've always leaned more towards some other bands in that genre, like Tear and yeah, definitely you know, whatever. But I, I like them on a Marth, and I really like the album. But there was, I guess, sixteen other albums that jumped out at me above that. Yeah, well, and for me, uh, you know, Mono Marth is—I know they're a great band. Everything I've heard from them, I like. It's just that was one album I'd, I'd never got around to really listening to because there's just so much shit coming out this year. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know. You'll dig it, I promise. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> throw me some hate if you want. I just, it's it's not because I don't like them. It's just one of those things, you know, you get so much stuff going on in the year and something's going to fall through the cracks. Yeah. The Colt has a great album. Yes, they do, yeah. Saw them live a couple times this year. We saw them on a headline show and then I, one of the GNR shows I went to, they were opening. Mm-hmm. It's got great stuff on there. Delane's got a new album out that's cool. Last in Line was one. I was kind of shocked didn't make our list because yeah. we both really like that. <laughs> and they put on a performance at Rocklahoma that I know both of us said was one of our favorites, yeah. if not the best of the whole weekend. Yeah, definitely. And then Anvil. <clears throat> yeah, Anvil. I mean, uh, I mean that that was one I really listened to the first few months came out and listened the hell out of that. Uh, you know, it's just got some, some great songs, uh, you know, Die for a Lie and... Uh, I mean, just uh, the zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse. I mean, it, it, it was just uh, just hooks for days, and um, that that definitely makes um, the honorable mentions. Uh, Blackstone Cherry, their album Kentucky, that almost made my list. Uh, you know, that was a great record, way better than their, than their last one. Excuse me. Yeah. Way better. That song Soul Machine, you just it just yeah keeps yeah. running through your head all day if you listen to that thing. That's right. That's right. Um, Jackal, that that's another honorable mention. No, don't get into that yet. That's an actual honorable mention. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> I thought that's what we were kind of doing. Now I'm just going down the list of stuff that you didn't jumped make around a bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, because Anvil is in my honorable mentions. Oh. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, Holy Grail. Kill Switch Engage. I was kind of yeah. surprised didn't make either of our lists. It almost did. That's another almost. Yeah. Three Doors Down, going old school. Uh, you know, they, they had an album that was kind of what you said about... Um, who did you just say that about? Blackstone Cherry. Better than their, mo- their yeah. more recent stuff, you know. And then, you know, Diamond Head had new stuff. Filter had a cool new album. Avatar is another one that's just a great album, and that's another one that I know is on a lot of people's lists. Yeah, yeah. And that was kind of hard to not put on my list as well. We had Johannes on episode 90. That was pretty cool. Um, Soto is another band that we talked about on one of our podcasts. That it's, was a good one. That's a long-ass album, too. Yeah, it is. It's, it's like, a lot to... It's like yeah. 75 minutes, but it's one of those ones that truly lives to the all killer, no filler moniker because you, yeah. don't, you don't ever feel like you need to skip anything. And if you're not familiar with that, that's Jeff Scott Soto's band namesake. And check that out. It's great stuff. American Head Charge, one we talked about, has a cool new album. Hell Yeah, I had one out. Grand Magus. Yeah. I never know how to say that right. but <laughs> it Sounds good to me. Yeah. Jason Carroll's going to probably be mad that they're not on our list. <laughs> Same with Sabaton. Yeah. Oh, both yeah. of those are killer albums. And then we had Honky. Yes. Which we both dug, and we saw them live. They're great live, yeah. Can't wait to see them again. They came around the area quite a bit. Dead Daisies is another one that 
I thought might make my list, but didn't. They put out, they're pumping out new music pretty regularly now. This is like their third album in the past four years. Yeah, that's good. It's good that they're doing that. And it's the second one with, uh, with John Karabi. Yeah. And it's just, it's just great, solid rock and roll. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that. And then Valiant Thor. Yeah. The Chili Peppers. Going back to the 90s, it's like the Chili Peppers. Rob Zombie is <laughs> another one that we talked about. This new album kind of brought me back into loving him, you know, more so than recent stuff. And seeing him live at Rocklahoma, he put on one hell of, he puts on one hell of a show. Yeah. This whole band does. It was a spectacle. Nonpoint has a great new album. And episode 83, we had Elias on here. Go check that out. Events Sevenfold. We did a full-on review on YouTube on this one. Yeah, go check that out. That's a return to form, in my opinion, as well. Bisto Blanco had a new album. 6AM is another band that I know I like, but you don't care much for, but it's the same way. They kind of lost me on their last couple albums, and this kind of went back to the first couple that I really liked. Yeah. Super Joint, Balls Out. Yeah. Hope yeah. to see them. I listened, I listened to a few of those the other day. That was really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... If you like Phil, it's just take no prisoners, balls out metal. Exactly. You know, and hope hope to get to see them. And they're coming, I think, is it February? No, it's January. Yeah. They're on tour and they're coming through Arkansas. We might make that trip. Then we've got Sick of It All had a new album. I don't know if you checked that out or not. I did not. I'll be honest. God, you know what? I think I did at some point. It, that God, I, you know, that's just another one that just... yeah. Just gets thrown at you with all this other stuff. Helmet's new album is really cool. It's it's a little bit different. You know, he the way Paige is singing is a little bit different than it was in the nineties, but it's a cool album. Upon, Upon a Burning Body is another one that I thought was all killer, no filler. Yeah. You know, that thing is just I know a lot of people that love Metalcore kind of blow them off, and I think that's probably the reason that I love them so much. It's because they're just like, I don't know if they're bringing like satire to the metalcore <laughs> genre because a lot of their lyrics you know kind of go into that just vein yeah and it's more of just like if metalcore was having a party that's what this band would there be, you go you know? yeah who else we got corn had a new album that was kind of a return to form yeah yeah it was taiketto we talked about that here just a few weeks ago when we had a uh, chris green on that's a stellar album if you're in the aor um who am i missing sonata artica Amazing Power Metal. Surprised they don't make my list. Alter Bridge is another band I'm surprised didn't make either of our lists. No, what's but wrong with us? I don't know. You know, <laughs> I, I listen to that a lot. You know, and I think the song Poison in My Veins, if we were making a top 16 songs of the year, that would definitely be on my top yeah. song, my yeah. top list. Red Fang, Woven War. What am I missing here? Devil's War Prada. Devil Wears Prada, excuse me. Epica. D. Snyder. I don't know if that might go on your disappointment list. That you know what I'm glad. You, yeah, that does go on my disappointment list. I'll be honest. I I have still have not listened. I listened to the "We're Not Gonna Take It," you know, that's instrumental great. version, and that's like one of my favorite songs yeah. of the year as well. That's great. The rest of it is a goddamn beer coaster. <laughs> I'm telling you, right. what 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 a what a steaming pile. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dust Bolt's another band you discovered this year and really dug. Yes, yes, our buddy Kyle Williams from. Uh, Forever in Disgust and, and Smoke Offering uh, kind of turned us on to them, and that's a really great record. Yeah, Truck Fighters have a have a kick-ass new album, and they're actually coming here to Tulsa in January. Yes. Downtown Lounge. 
will be out there. Suicidal Tendencies, Airborne, both of those are albums that I dug a lot. Surprised they didn't make the list, you know, but you can't, you got to cut it off somewhere, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 Foot Ninja is another band that I kind of felt the same way about. I listened to several of those songs quite a bit and really dug it. And Lordy, Monty Pittman, Broken Teeth, Geezer, and we're not talking about Geezer Butler. This is a band I accidentally <laughs> discovered just a few weeks ago. Yeah. And it's real kind of trippy. Um, it falls in that stoner rock vein, but yeah, it's a little like more Scorpion Child and Crowbot and yeah. you know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a really cool album that just came out like a month or two ago. And then we've got Rival Sons. We've talked about recently when we saw them with Sabbath. Phenomenal band. Yeah. And then of course, ending this album list with Nervosa because that's the one I was kind of shocked didn't make your list. Yeah, I know. I, you know, just one of those. That was another one I listened to the first part of the year, like really heavy, and then just other stuff took over. And yeah, I don't know. Just when it came time to make the list, I just kind of, I don't know. It just, it just kind of fell through there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> but it's a great record, and it's just a great band all the way around. All female thrash from Brazil. Yeah, and a three piece. Yeah, I mean, God, they got they got such a big, raw, just violent sound out of. You know, three people. It's great. <laughs> and if you like thrash music, check this out. You'll yeah. like it. Well, we also wrote down a few things of, uh, there were EPs and cover albums and stuff that we wanted to mention because they were good. Yeah. And as far as the the rarities and covers and that kind of thing, Soul Work. And Soul Work put out a rarities album, which is cool stuff because... Soul Work doesn't release anything that's not phenomenal. <laughs> the Sword put out this uh, low country album, yeah. which is basically high country acoustic. Yeah, yeah, it was the whole high country album, but just acoustic. And pretty that's interesting. Re- pretty cool stuff. It's worth checking out. And, you know, hearing a band like that in that setting, you know, it just it shows their musicianship and, you know, how, how great these songs really are. That's you know? right. That's right. Lead a Forward. You know, I didn't actually forget that Time Capsule album. Oh, yeah. And then... Ace Freely had this covers album out that I know we both both of us really yeah, did. Yeah, it was really know, good. That had tons of, of great stuff on it, and it was just kind of... It's definitely one to check out if you're an Ace Freely or yep. just good rock. And Paul Stanley does a guest appearance on yep. it. Who would have thought? That was their first uh, time playing together since, was it 99 yeah, or something, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Since like crazy. Psycho Circus era, maybe? Yeah, uh, and Paul Stanley even did the video with them. Nice. Yeah. Well, as far as EPs go... The Devil You Adore. Oh, yeah. Who we've championed quite a bit and has an EP out that's great. Mike Ariza and Jeff Sandoval, same way. That's a good one. We've had them on here a couple times, and that's just great, solid, hard rock and roll. Micah, same way. Great rock and roll. A little more uh, punk, kind of glam tinge to it at times. Yeah. Yeah, really fun stuff. Yeah. Ironot, on the flip side, you know, heavy as hell. A little more... Uh, What's the word? Ballsy, stonery, boogie, mm-hmm. you know. We had uh, Eric from Iron Eye on here a while back, too. Lamb of God had an EP out, two new songs. Both of them are great. Yeah. Phil Campbell had his EP. Chris Green had his. We mentioned that when he was on here. Phenomenal instrumental rock. And as far as instrumental goes, Machine in the Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> had their third EP out, and it's, man, it's just you can't say enough about these guys as far as instrumental metal goes. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite the journey. 
Yeah. And and that's that's a uh, and that's in a good way. And I would put that, you know, I would put that high up on a list of if you want a recommendation of what you should listen to. Yeah. Of, definitely. You know, stuff that's under the radar, obviously independent music. Even better, seeing them live. You know. You, yeah. They they've got a persona, and you just kind of hang on every note. It's great. Definitely. Then we've got Damon Johnson from Brother Kane put out his first solo album, which was an EP. And that, you know, this guy is a songwriter among songwriters. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's evident as hell on, you know, on this EP. Can't go wrong with this thing. It's got some really great rock. And I'd highly recommend that to anybody. Then we've got Screaming Red Mutiny, which yes. we talked about earlier, of course, because of John. This EP came out earlier this year. We had them on episode 48 talking about the making of it because it was before it had come out. And this thing is just, you know, ballsy, hard hard and heavy. It's got soul because of the way John plays and the way Sprout sings. You know, it's just pounding rhythm. You can't, I mean, this is one of those ones that, you know, you just kind of stumble over your words when you're trying to think of what to say. Yeah, um... It's called Encumbered We Stand, and I mean, it's just, if you, if, if you're looking for something that's, you know, got some Pantera and some Seven Dust, and then with a little bit of a, a Southern Twinge here and there, I mean, this is, this, this EP is for you. It's so good. Yeah, Sprout from King Shifter, you know, really opened up his vocal style in he this sure thing. sure did. And it just really shows how great of a singer he is, and, you know, he meshed really well with, with John and Tony and Mike's sound, and... You know, it was just really cool to, to hear that. And, you know, I don't know if they plan to do stuff in the future, but we didn't, we should have mentioned earlier, since we're talking about Screaming and Mutiny now, there's going to be a benefit show. Yes. Actually, February 4th and 5th. It's going to be two full days. Did, I don't know if you knew that. I just saw that last night that Steve announced. Nice. He's, so many people want to play, be involved and all that, that they're extending it to a two day event. And I know, I know that Screaming and Mutiny has said they will play. Okay. And then we've got Grind and Machine in the Mountain and Driver, I think. Um, those are the, I don't want to, those are the only ones I know for sure. I remember from the, the list, but there's tons of bands that are going to be involved in this. And of course, when it all comes together, we'll talk all about that. Oh, for sure. And for of sure. course, we'll be there. Yes. And ending this EP's list with Ghost. Yes. Um, because this is definitely, <laughs> this is definitely an, album top 10 album of the year but we tried to you know just say well let's make this a full album list yeah. instead of you know so it's just this whole th- yeah you go <laughs> well it's just, it, it what's it's what you said earlier is if there was like songs of the year square hammer would probably be number one yeah i mean this song just this is a perfect picture of where ghost is at right now they've got the melody and kind of the campiness with you know the the heaviness, and I mean, this song, Square Hammer, is just, it's everything. I mean, it's just everything. I mean, y- you hear it once, you'll be singing it all day long. And that right there, that's that's your sign of a great song. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of like, it would have been in my list, but, you know, I I, I kind of agree with you about the whole EP and live release well, Plus, it was stuff. a lot of covers, man. And it was a lot of covers, yeah, and there's... Really cool Eurythmics cover on there. I mean, yeah. it's just a great record. Yeah, their cover of Missionary Man. I just listened to that like 20 times in a row. And, yeah. Well, not just now, but I mean, <laughs> I have. And, you know, that Bible, and I can't remember what else is on there. I mean, 
song title wise, but you can just listen to this thing straight through and it just takes all these different turns and it has all these styles and, you know, I know so many people kind of rip on this band, but that's what I love about them is that they're so diversified in like the styles that they're playing and they're, but they're staying in that same kind of evil hard rock vein. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, it, that real seventies dark Satan feel. You know? And you know, in ghosts is a band where so much, so much of their attraction is their image, you know, and, and, and their costumes and their stage show and stuff. And I, and I get that. I, I'm I'm kind of right there along with it. But I, I'm telling you, man, if these were just like, you know, four dudes in jeans and t-shirts, I mean, I'd still love this band. I yeah. mean, their music just stands alone as that damn good. Yeah. That's and, what separates them from someone like Gore. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry. You're going to catch some shit for that. <laughs> well, jumping into... Honorable mentions as far as the bands that made our top 16 but kind of got cut off at the end mm-hmm. because we, um, when we combined our list, obviously a couple things get cut off. Um, you know, you added Anvil and Nervosa. See? See? I, <laughs> I see you, what you did. Yeah. You, you're fucking with me, Trent. <laughs> they weren't on your top list. That's why I didn't put them on honorable mentions. Well, added them last minute. Yeah. But I already went over those two, so that's yeah. fine. Okay. So my. Top three honorable mentions were Primal Fear, Monster Truck, and Scorpion Child. Yeah. And obviously those are a little, you know, at least Monster Truck and Scorpion Child fall in the same vein, but still they're they're quite different. Scorpion Child is has the whole uh, stoner thing going, but they're like racked full of melody. And, yeah. You know, it's like almost like if you took, I don't know what band to compare it to, but if you took some... 70s melodic rock band and combine them with like some stoner doom band you know it's like great songs great choruses it's just real bombastic for a band of that genre and that's what kind of really separates them from those bands even a band like you know crowbot has great choruses and stuff but it's not it's still different it still lies in that same vein and scorpion child like just kind of expands it into this whole you know, almost like if you know you cross Led Zeppelin with Crowbar. Yeah, you know that's I don't know. You know, Monster Truck is a falls into that same kind of category as Crowbot and Scorpion Child, but they this second album of theirs really kind of streamlined their sound into more uh, a more straight ahead hard mm-hmm. rock thing. Yeah. It still has that kind of dirty gun- grunginess to it at times, but there's stuff like we talked about it when it came out, like for the people it's totally out of left field. You know, it starts out and you're like, Oh, was I listening to Alabama or am I listening <laughs> to the band I was listening yeah, to? Yeah, No know? kidding. And it's just feel good rock, you know, and, but you know, all their stuff is still, still a lot, you know, fits right into that, that stoner vein, but they've kind of, stepped out of it a little i think and they went on tour with blackstone cherry and volbeat and that kind of shows you i think they yeah. fit it they're fitting into that That's vein, a good, yeah. but they're also still they're still left of it a little bit that they could still fall into the yeah they if you like the stone of rock you'll dig them really. straddle that line there yeah <laughs> and primal fear man i don't know what to say i mean this album from start to finish just balls out 
you know, power metal at its finest, German power metal. That's right. And, you know, this, I was just, you know, I've always liked them. And they're, they're a band that I loved early on in the last, you know, five or eight years, maybe kind of slacked on really paying attention and listening to them. Yeah. So when this came out, I listened to it and it just floored me, you know, from start to finish. And I just kept listening to it over and over. And I mean, you know, they're, when it came down to making my list, I was there was a few other bands I was wanting to put on there, like the Colt or Last in Line or whatever. Um, hate breed, but I I stuck with stuck to my guns and put this on there just because I listened to it so much and just really loved what what they did. And I, I know you were the same way; you used to be a huge fan. But yeah, I mean, I just I don't know that not it's not saying they're back; they're just back to me. You know? Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's really all that matters, you know. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I need to, I need to do that because I kind of, I kind of fell off the primal, of primal fear train a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's awesome. Yeah, Judas Priest. If you like Judas Priest, oh yeah, it's like it's kind of if you cross paramedal with Judas Priest. Yeah, pretty yeah. much, pretty much. Um, as far as my honorable mentions, you know, we already kind of touched on Nervosa and Anvil. Jackal was another one. Um, Rock Out With Your Cock Out, I thought was a great album. Way better than the last one. Yeah. Uh, this is a little bit more focused, and um, it, it was kind of, you know, kind of reminded me more of, uh, you know, uh, Push Comes to Shove, that album. That was great. So that, that's kind of why that one, this album stuck out to me a little little more than, than you know, the other ones have in the past few years. Um just because I'm drunk doesn't mean you're right. It's a great yeah. fucking song. Um, go listen to it. Everybody can relate to it. Hate Breed uh, was another that just barely made the cut for me. What a powerful album. Um, you know, uh, we saw them at Rocklahoma this year, and they, they just really they made the most of the opportunity they had this year, and really they really uh, they really melted some faces this year. So that was definitely an honorable mention. Uh, concrete confessional. That's what that that album's yeah. called. Yeah, that's one band you never you see live. You know what you're going to get, mm-hmm. but they never disappoint in never. bringing that. Yeah, you know it's just hardcore power. You know, and that's what Jamie Joss and that band brings. That's right. Yeah, and they're just I'm, I'll never pass them up seeing them live. Yeah, and I like the album, and I was kind of surprised that I didn't put them on my list just because of how big of a fan I've always been of that band, but I think it just came down to, I like the last album, the Divinity of Purpose a little bit more mm-hmm. and not saying that that's a gauge on what an album should be for this year, but it's just kind of why I think it fell off my list. But yeah. Okay. A final honorable mention that we both really dug is a band that we've already mentioned a few times. Crowbot. Welcome to fat city. That's right. That's right. Um, these guys, no sophomore slump here. Right. You know, they they just they, they took what they did on the first record and just kept it going, and uh, they uh, they trialed out some sweet jams, <laughs> right? And that album title is great. To yeah, play. welcome to Fat City, which that's that's the song it opens up with. It's badass. Yeah, hold on for dear life is just crazy. Uh, these guys have got soul. They've got their own sound, and uh, their live show is insane. Yeah, that's kind of what I was mentioning about Scorpion Child. It's like they fall into that stoner category, but they really are more than that. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, they've, you know, they've got that same way. They've got that 70s feel, but they've got that just, like when you see, like you said, their live show is insane. When you see them 
you know, they're just intensity at its finest, but it's not like intensity as far as like metal goes intensity. It's just the joy of what they're doing. Exactly. You know? It's just kind yeah. of like we talked about with John Halata, you know, it's just they're getting lost in what they're doing, I think. And yeah. Yeah, they definitely are. That's a band that I think is going to kind of continue this upward climb, you know, bands like that don't ever get massive i don't think from this style of music but they've definitely got the sound they've got the songs that can make it to where they can yeah they can be you know 20 years from now yeah people will still be talking about this band and the voice yeah my god yeah yeah all right getting into the top 16 now kicking this off at number 16 is volbeat with seal the deal and let's boogie yes in classic volbeat fashion Another great album title. Yep. Yep. And, and it's always something and something. Right. So <laughs> they're not letting us down there. And I know one thing that jumped out to me also jumped out to you. We talked because we kind of talked about this album in depth right after it came out. Yeah. Was that something and something Outlaw Gentlemen and Shady Ladies yeah. was their last album, <laughs> which I liked. It was good. But it didn't live up to the level of the first four. Yeah. And... This new one does. Oh, yeah. It got right back to all that. Yeah, it kind of brought them back to where they should be, in my opinion. And, I mean, the Outlaw, Gentlemen and Shady Ladies had some good songs, but it's not like Seal the Deal and Let's Boogie where, you know, hashtag all killer, no filler. Yeah, you just want to you wanna sing every song. You're like Just such a sing-along. Yeah. It's got everything you want from Volbeat. You yeah, know, the, the classic, you know, heaviness that they bring with like Seal the Deal. And, you know, it's got that real Metallica-esque to it, like some of their stuff does. But then they go straight out with my favorite track is Battleship Chains. Yeah. Where they go straight into that kind of social distortion kind of thing, which has always been prevalent in their music. Kind of because of the way he sings and the way he writes as well. And he's obviously a big fan of Mike Ness and Social D. The Battleship Chains to me just jumped out because it's just so, it's just such a great song that could fit in a million different genres. Yeah. It's it's like the sign of a true great song that you could play this in like 15 different styles. Yeah. And it would be a great damn song. Yeah. Or you could just play it with one voice and one acoustic and it would be amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So hopefully one day we get to hear Michael <laughs> Paulson play this acoustic. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I really like Black Rose, the song they did with Danko Jones. Yeah. I mean, that was just... Uh, That's probably my second favorite Yeah, that was just all balls right there. Um, and the standout track for me is Goodbye Forever with, you know, the, the big grand, you know, backup vocals and all that. That was a, that was a pretty, pretty uplifting song. I wonder if Johannes from Avatar would like that one. He probably would. He wasn't big on the... On the kids' choruses and stuff, with the kids' voices, <laughs> just he just have to give this a chance, right? <laughs> but yeah, that's a great song. That's the kind of song where you you could hear that being like on classic rock radio twenty years from now. Oh yeah, definitely, like a staple. Yep. And this, like I said, the whole album, you know, it's it's a long one. It's got a lot of songs, but they all hold up to the standard that we hold Volbeat at. Exactly. The Devil's Bleeding Crown kicks this off, and it's a it's a great song live. I saw them live this year, and they played five or six of these songs and let it burn. That was actually, no, it's Rebound. It's a cover song, I think. Yeah. I can't even remember who it was by. <laughs> it was something completely random, like a one of those alternative bands or something. But yeah. 
they always seem to throw a cover in on most albums and they're real good about being completely diversified in the covers they do yeah. and everything from social d to hank williams to was this like teenage atari riot or something crazy yeah. like that and you know they did um i only want to be with you yeah yeah and which was like the coasters or something oh, was God, that? I, something I from know. the 50 one of those but that totally fits them you yeah know? Yeah, because they're the type of band that could be, if, if if there was a 50s or a 60s era, you know, you know, your golden oldies type bands, if there was one of those bands that became a hard rock metal band, it would be Volbeat. <laughs> it's Volbeat, that's right. <laughs> there you go. Well, number 15 is Prong, No Absolutes. Sorry, 10, is that... I never, I haven't known if that was X or ten. If that's I think a, it's ten. It's like their tenth studio album, maybe. But you know what it is? It's badass. Yeah, yeah. X stands for badass. How about that? <laughs> no absolutes from Prong. Man, this one. See, Prong's another band that I mentioned with someone. I think Dead Daisies. They put out a lot of music recently. Surprisingly, more than a lot of bands of this. Yeah. Of any style, really. The last. Five years, I think, they put out four albums. And, you know, one of them was a covers album. But there's basically been new music every year from Prong. And in my opinion, this is the best one of those new albums. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I really dug Carved in, Carved in Stone and listened to that a ton. Yeah, that was a good one. But this one, I think, is probably my favorite of the newer Prong albums. and Because it's just another one of those all-killer, no-filler type things. You know, without words, cut and dry no absolutes. They played both those songs or without words and cut and dry when we saw them live. Yeah. And then get further into the album, Ice Runs Through My Veins is a little yeah, off the beaten path for Prong. It was so good though. But yeah, you can't help but just can't sing along it. and keep listening to it. And uh, Soul Sickness, this whole thing is just a great album and they've, Tommy Victor, his voice has changed over the years but it's changed in the fact that he's like expanded what he's done and or what he's doing and he's singing more than he used to, you know, mm-hmm. and he he's showing that he's great at what he does, you know, and when you see him live, it all fits in great with all the, the early prong stuff that, you know, is a little heavier. I mean, a little more hardcore, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I just, I think this, this whole album stands up with any of the early stuff. <laughs> So number fourteen, Inglorious, self-titled. Yeah, and I don't know the best way to describe this would be glorious. Yeah, I mean if you <laughs> if you like you know kind of if if you like Rival Sons, you're gonna love this fucking band. <laughs> the I'm. I'm still shocked that somehow this band completely like fell. Exactly. How did fell we not? How did we not know yeah. about this sooner? Yeah, like, and whenever I started looking them up, I saw people talking about them like earlier in the year and last year. And this album came out earlier this year, I think, in the spring, and I didn't know about it until about a month or two ago. Yeah. And then I heard one song, and it just knocked me on my ass. And so I went in and just like listened to the full album, and. It's just another one I couldn't believe, like, like what what am I listening to? I'm like, who? I thought at first, like, I'm like, surely I know who this guy is, because the voice, like, at first <laughs> don't remind me of, like, Oni Logan from Lynch Mob, and then uh-huh. it started reminding me, like, almost a little bit of, like, Dio at times, and then 
I started thinking, is this that, that dude that's in last in line? You know? And then I looked it up and it was a guy that was on The Voice. He's on The Fucking Voice. And it's like he was just one of the contestants on The Voice that didn't make it into the finals, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know after listening to this guy, like who the fuck beat him and what the hell they're doing right now. <laughs> I can't imagine that yeah. it's anywhere near as in, as glorious as this is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is like, um, you know, classic rock with a punch, you know, updated classic rock. I don't know. That might sound kind of dumb, but I mean, <laughs> and the, it's got the, the soulful, powerful, just soaring vocals. Uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know the guy's name, but he's one of those guys that can hold the mic way out from his head and just still, you know, project. Yeah. And it's just, uh, yeah, these guys, there's no way they weren't going to be in our top 16. Yeah. It's just phenomenal. With a bullet. Yeah. Phenomenal hard rock guitar work too, you know, and girl get a girl got a gun, you know, there's just so much and it. It's like got this bluesiness to it and it's really. The, you know, the vocals, like you said, are what really drew me in. But then the more I listened to it, just this whole band. Yeah. You know, Breakaway, Bleed For You, Girl Got A Gun, Inglorious, Unaware. You know, this this whole album. Yeah. You know, it's definitely one that I, I can't wait to hear more from this band in the future. I hope that they tour America. I think they're from England. Yeah. Is what I remember reading. Mm-hmm. And it's just definitely one of those bands that I hope more people find out about learn about hopefully someone listen to this right now will check them out i can't say enough great things about these guys that's right that's right well speaking of saying great things about guys we've we've said multiple times throughout the history of the first 102 episodes of this podcast great things about scattered hamlet yes uh their their album swamp rebel machine is at our number 13 spot yeah and we had them on kind of recently Actually, it was the day the album was released. Was yes, when, sir. Was when we recorded the episode. It came out a few days later, but episode ninety-five, we talk all about this. We had him on earlier in the year on episode seventy-six, and then we had him on before that last year, three times now. But episode ninety-five, we go into a lot of the songs on this album, and uh, you know, just talking about it when we saw him live that night. They played every song but one, and. This is just when you think of a, a name of an album, you you hear the name of this album, Swamp Rebel Machine, and it's a great description of what you're getting here. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know it's swampy, it's twangy, but it's powerful. It, it's it's like Black Label Society, but not down tuned to like Z. You know, yeah. I mean, if that makes any sense. I mean, it's just. Uh, it's everything you want in a, a, a southern kind of uh, metal vibe. Uh, Green Bastard, Whippoorwill, uh, Stonewall Jackson, just amazing songs. Uh, the lead playing is out of this world. I mean, it, it, it crosses it crosses over the, you know, it gets shreddy and then it gets bluesy at times. I mean, Adam Newell is just the man. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I could just keep going. <laughs> you know yeah the lesson is another song that just kind of jumps out yeah because of, definitely it's super long for for scattered hamlet it's like what was it like eight minutes or something or seven i can't remember yeah but you know on that podcast they talked about the whole thing and it's about taking you know bro country artists and drowning them in the tennessee river <laughs> that's right 
and I mean, how can you not, how does that not make you want to listen to this or make you want to say this should be number one, actually, probably on anybody's <laughs> list? But like Buckshot, this is like every single song on this album. That's yeah. another all killer, no filler. Oh, man. And, you know, we've mentioned on that episode, you know, we knew several of these songs because we've seen them live a few times in the last couple of years and they've been playing them a couple of these songs leading up to this album. So, you know, it was cool to finally hear them recorded. And, you know, this is just great. Like I said, swampy southern hard rock and roll. Yeah, definitely. Well, moving on to number 12. A yes. little bit different direction. We got Gojira and their album Magma. Yes. Uh, this is just a, a great album from start to finish. I really like what Gojira is doing nowadays. Um, you know, they've always been kind of wide open in their sound, but, you know, the, this time around, there's more clean vocals. Um, it, it's just, uh, you know, it, it's a little bit more memorable. Um, you know, songs like uh, Silvera and Lowlands. Lowlands is insane. Um, I, I think that I've used this term before, uh, but it's you know, this is really Gojira to me is uh, kind of an avant-garde metal, you yeah. know? I mean, it's like the, you know, metal that you'd go see in a museum. You're about to say that on another one and coming up next. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> and I mean, it's just, uh, it, it, it's really, it's Sorry, really, I just, I just caught that metal you'd see in a museum. That's nice. It's, it's really <laughs> something cool for the ear. And, uh, I think that, and, and this is one of those albums, like, this is one of those albums where, you know, you feel, okay, something's brewing here. These guys are, these guys are going to go on to even something better than this, you know, and you don't get that kind of vibe from every album. So, I mean, this, this, this album was just, uh, a, a really cool, a really cool, uh, you know, snapshot of where they're at. And, you know, I'm really pleased it made our list. Yeah. I can't, can't remember which song it was, but one of the songs, uh, Devin Townsend plays on. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember hearing that and that was really badass and like, well, that's another album that we completely forgot to mention earlier, but that <laughs> Devin Townsend project, that shit's insane. But anyway, sorry to get off subject. But didn't you see Gojira open for Metallica like 10 years ago? Yeah, it was like 2009 or something okay. in Dallas. Yeah. It was like Gojira, Lamb of God, Metallica, yeah. Wow, if you made that bill now, people would go apeshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah people would lose their fucking yeah. minds. And you know what? That sh- They could do that again. Yeah. You know, it would make perfect sense. summer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> well, number 11, Evergrey, The Storm Within. Yes. And I think that kind of falls into that avant-garde, if you want to say yes. it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> what did yeah. you, when you when <laughs> so, we talked about him? Like, uh, you know, this is, this is some, uh, you want to play this in like a nice three-piece suit or something. We said it was... You said it was metal for gentlemen. <laughs> metal. It's like for you gentlemen. put on a nice tuxedo and go listen yes, to the metal. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Evergrey is a band that I've, you know, championed for a long time, and they're the true definition of all killer, no filler. Because yeah, I didn't. I should have counted up their albums. I don't know how many albums they have now, but say they've got ten albums, you could put all 10 of those albums in a playlist and hit random and never skip. <laughs> like they don't have a single filler anywhere. No, you they know, don't. You know, that's just my opinion, but I'm going to stand by it. And of course the storm within is no different. The storm within seems to have a few more or a couple more ballad type 
songs than a normal album does, but it doesn't matter just because they're phenomenal at what they do. Yeah. And it's just so grand. The whole sound, you know, when you think of bands from Sweden, you know, they're at the top of my list beside, you know, they're probably number two behind Soul Work. And when I think of that area of the country, you know, I mean, that area of the world, you think of a lot of stuff that's a little bit heavier, a little bit more evil sometimes, you know, especially yeah. when you get into the, the black metal stuff. But even the, the Swedish stuff, you think of early In Flames or Soul Work just sounds nastier than Evergrey does. Yeah. And, but Evergrey to me, kind of, when you think of them, you think of that area of the world. It's just like big and grand. And you think of like an eagle flying over the snow capped mountain. You know? <laughs> And it just, it just has that feel when you listen to their music. You just feel like it should be fucking cold wherever you're at. Yeah. You know, <laughs> even if you're listening to it in the summer, it, I don't know. I'm kind of getting weird here, but hey, I'm okay <laughs> with getting weird. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just, just like every other album, I love this thing and, um, The Lonely Monarch, you know, just check it out. If you've never listened to Evergrey, you don't even have to listen to this album. You know, I'm championing it because it's 2016. But just pull up any of their albums. Monday Morning <laughs> Apocalypse. It's it's all killer, no filler. All right, number 10 is Cheap Trick. And this is kind of a turn for most albums on the list. You know, they're probably the least heavy, I guess, of the stuff. Yeah. But Cheap Trick can still be categor- categorized as hard rock, I would think. You know, they're more... Obviously, they're more classic rock. But this album... Bang, Zoom, Crazy Hello. I guess if anybody else put out an album named that, you would think, what the hell are they doing? But since it's Cheap, cheap Trick, yeah, they can get away it makes it. perfect sense. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, the first single off this, No Direction Home, just completely latched onto it. And I've, I've always loved Cheap Trick, everything. You know, they're another band that it doesn't matter what era. You know, obviously I like a lot of 70s stuff more, but even the 80s, you know, the when it got kind of, Really, really 80s with the flame and mighty wings. <laughs> I still dig it. Yeah. But obviously their best stuff is their earlier stuff. Oh, yeah. But they're another band that even when, you know, they don't put out new albums every, all that often. But when they do, that's quality stuff because these guys have been doing this stuff forever. And they're phenomenal musicians and phenomenal songwriters. And even though every person on this planet has heard the name Cheap Trick... I still think you could put them as an underrated band. Yeah. Because, you know, they went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year when they should have went in years ago. You know, I mean, fucking Green Day went in before Cheap Trick. I know. That's just asinine and fucking pisses me off. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I don't even... Well, did that just? I see. I just lost my train did, of thought. Didn't they go in the same year? No, it was the, the next year. Oh, but okay. I think I thought Green Day went in a year before. Okay. Yeah, that's sad. But anyway, I mean, this, you know, this album, it's just, if you ever like Cheap Trick, you got to listen to this. You know, I mean, these guys, you know, a lot of people, like we talked about earlier, kind of blow off new music, especially from bands like this. Yeah. You know, when you get into the more classic rock bands, you know, sure, there's not, Surrender's not on this album, or Dream Police, but that doesn't mean anything. You know, when I wake up yeah. tomorrow, Blood Red Lips... Long time no see ya. You know, this This is just great music. And I'll just I'll champion cheap trick till I die. You should. As well you should. <laughs> yeah. And this record. Yeah. 
and I've only I've only seen them a couple of times, and they're one of those live bands that I just wish I could see more often. Just oddly, they don't they never come to Oklahoma. Yeah. Except like when we saw them, it was at Rocklahoma two or three years ago. Yeah. And they blew it. They blew everybody else off the damn stage. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they we blew- saw them open for Stone Toe Pots twenty years ago, and they blew them off yeah. the damn stage. Well, was it Rocklahoma? <laughs> they went on before Corn. Yeah. And they made Corn look like a garage band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just. I hope to see him more, you know, hopefully Robin Zander or, um, I'm drawing a blank. Rick Nielsen don't end up on the, the 2017 list of yeah. celebrity deaths before I get to see these guys. Oh shit. Oh <laughs> shit. Well, before I keep rambling about how much I love Cheap Trick, <laughs> someone else who loves Cheap Trick is Kirk Winstein. That's right. And I bring that up because number nine on our list is Crowbar, The Serpent Only Lies. Yes. Episode 79 was the most recent time we had Kirk on. We've had him on before that. I think yeah. it was 29. And that was actually before this album was released. But he talked a lot about recording it and, Let's try it. and everything. So that's a good one to go listen to. And once it came out, you know, of course, both of us checked it out instantly. Yeah. We're both huge fans of Crowbar. Clamored to it. And I really love... You know, I, I admittedly like Symmetry in Black a little bit more than I like this, okay. but I still love this album. It's yeah. great. It's, you know, it's Crowbar's another band. You know what you're going to get. But yeah. at the same time, there was something different about this. It it seemed a little more streamlined than their mm-hmm. previous stuff, if that's a good way to put it. Yeah. But, I mean, I I know you had it higher up on your list than I did. So, what do you, what yeah, do you know? I, I thought it was, I mean... Low and slow, baby. Yeah. Low and slow. That's how you got to do it in Crowbar. Right. And I, I I really like that aspect of this band, and that's what drew me, you know, in. And, I mean, this, it's just, uh, just the production is, I mean, it sounds crystal clear. The riffs are just, you know, they're beastly. <laughs> um, I, I just love this record. Um the Serpent Only Lies title track, you know, and Falling While Rising, you know, uh, that'll, that, that song just sticks to your ribs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, I love his voice, you know, and, um, he's I, another one that his voice has come a long way. Yeah, it really has. Throughout and, their career. And, and I like when they hit those like harmonics in there, you know, it just, it, it, it just, those just real glassy tones that, you know, only Crowbar can pull off. I mean, and this is just, this is just textbook Crowbar. It was such a great record. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, you know, I, they're a band that I never expect them to not put out a great album. And, you know, The Serpent Only Lies is only proof of that. That's well, right, that's right. Number eight, You Will Never Be One of Us from Nails. From Nails, yes. And... You, admittedly, you latched on this a little more than I did, but I dug this. You know, this is just like extreme. I use the word balls out a little much, but, you know, extreme in your face, just like, holy shit, (laughs) is a good way to put it. And we had a couple guys, you know, friends of ours that have listened to this podcast, Trevor. Yes. And Kyle. You mentioned Kyle Williams earlier. That are both around the same time were like, you guys got to check out Nails. Yeah. Have you heard Nails? No. Uh, Fuck, you need to go listen to this band. Yeah. yeah. So so we did, and I'm, I fell in love with it right away. It's just that thing that I've talked about before, just short and just gnarly, ugly, fast, um, you know, just 
one minute songs, two minute songs. The vocals are just caustic as fuck. I mean, this is heavy and it's extreme. And I mean, if, you know, and if you like Three Days Grace, you're fucked. <laughs> Go listen to this record and it will pummel your balls as it should for being a Three Days Grace <laughs> fan. But anyways, right. I mean, this is just, I, I, I love it. I mean, just the, the opening track, You Will Never Be One of Us, just that wall that the guitars uh, just build. I mean, it's just insane. I mean, it's just so violent and just crazy. And and that tone just keeps through the whole record. I mean, uh, it, it, you know, this, uh, this thing is just, uh, it, it's, it's a mind crusher for sure. Yeah. You like that most of the songs are like a minute and a half. Yeah. And then like the last songs, like it's eight, eight minutes long. long. I fucking love it. It's just <laughs> making everybody go, what the fuck? Right. And and to me, that's that's what I really like. I, I like when just, if something pisses people off, I immediately want to go listen to it. <laughs> and I love it for the fact that it pisses people off, you know. Right. So, there you go. <laughs> but oh, yeah. this one didn't piss anyone off. Everyone loves this fucking record. Because it's a good fucking record, so. Yeah. Well, another good fucking record. Yes. Is Breathe in the Water from King. And that's number seven on our list. Which I knew when we were talking about this earlier, I knew this would be in our top ten. So glad to see it It made it past the halfway mark. Yeah. At number seven. And we talked to, to Eddie, actually, on episode 96. And talked about some of the songs from this album. And this is their third album. And, I, you know, I love the other two, but there's something about this album Make, I think it's my favorite of their three. Yeah. And it's just, it it's, it goes in different areas. It's, you know, it just starts out with Pristine Warning, which is just like what you expect from King. Mm-hmm. But then by the time you're halfway through, you're listening to Show Me Your Love. Yeah. And this is just like one of the, another one that would be in my top 10 songs of the year. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. It's like to the point of without sounding a little corny and getting weird. It's just beautiful, yeah. you know, and it's just a love song where you think, I can imagine if I wrote this song, I would feel like the biggest badass in the world <laughs> because some woman would totally like fall all over me because I wrote something that's damn beautiful. Yeah, well, there you, know? you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, and that, that shows you their 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 versatility. That shows you, all, you know, how they like to just change it up and, you know, and, and their influence, you know? Yeah. Then you get further into it, and song from song for a broken mask is one of the ones we talked about on the podcast yeah, with him. And that that's one a really great song. That's one of my favorite songs on the record. Same here. It just like totally jumped out at me because it was the same as like with "Show Me Your Love." It's like it just went in this different direction, and it just really the way he sings and even the the music reminded me of Temple of Dog. Yeah, and you know because it has this Cornell esque vocal style to it, and then the music even. But even not that, you know, it's just phenomenal song. And this Bipolar Schemes, Breathe in the Water, the whole album. You yeah. know, I mean, you can't say enough about these guys and how, you know, they, you know, we dig this style of music. You know, we've talked about Crowbot earlier and Monster Truck and Scorpion Child. You know, they they can fall into that vein. You know, they can, and the great thing about King is, you know, we talked about, Crowbar, low and slow. King could go on stage and open for Crowbar. Yeah. Then they could turn around and go on stage and open for, you know, Prong. Yeah. Or 
Metallica. Yeah. Or just, they could open for all different types of music because they've, they, they're really versatile, like yeah, you said. And they did. They did a tour with Papa Roach and then they That's went right. and did one with Clutch, you know? Yeah, I think you've mentioned that yep. on the episode. Yeah, so just, if you're not on the, on board with King, you got to start right now breathing the water. Yep. K-Y-N-G, King. Yes. Like I said, episode 96 with Eddie, check that out. And speaking of previous episodes, Death Angel falls in at number six with the Evil Divide. That's right. We had Ted Aguilar on episode 91 talking all about this album. And this is another one that just a band from the, the heyday of thrash is back. They never weren't back. Their pre, you know, their albums, their recent albums are great. But kind of what I said about Prong, this is my favorite one of their newer stuff. Yeah. This yeah. album just like, it just kicks your ass. You know, the, the moth. The, um, it can't be like this. Yeah. You know. Hatred United, United yeah. Hate. Man, they, they really struck something with this album, I think. Yeah. I, it's just hard to put into words almost. And, uh, you know, and it kind of shows you how good this album is. They, they've gotten a little bit more attention than they have in the past few years. That's uh, true. You know, and, um, this thing is just full of riffs, full of hooks. Uh, it's brutal. Um, yeah, this is a great record, The Evil Divide. Lost is another great song. Yeah. And it's got, you know, choruses that get stuck in your head, too, you know. And when you think of old school thrash, you don't really, you know, there's some songs that do that. But this just really, everything you listen to, you know, it just kind of, like you like you like to say, kind of sticks to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I can't say enough about Death Angel. And here we are at number six on the list. And, you know... Without giving too much away before we get into it. Well, you could already read before you get listen to this who's on our list. But the top six, four of the top six are bands from the heyday of thrash. Yes. So what's that say? That these bands were huge 25, 30 years ago. And they're still putting out music that is quality enough to be in the top five or six of a top 10 list. Or yeah. top 16 list. Well, that's, you know, and that's just, you know, all these bands are bringing it, you know. Yeah. There, there's been ups and downs, but whatever it is about this era right now, they're all bringing it just like crazy. Yeah. Death Angel, the Evil Divide has the song The Moth on it, which came out before Moth and the Flame. <laughs> Listen to episode 91 where you can hear Ted even say that himself. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, number five, here we get into the top five. And another band from the heyday of thrash, which has never went away. Is Megadeth. Yes. Dystopia. And this is another one you could say is a return to form. I talked about the fact previously on this podcast that I like Super Collider. Okay. And a lot of people do not. Yes. <laughs> and I like the album, but I like it for what it was. It's just a cool album. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not a thrash album. Yeah. They never said it was a thrash album. That's right. But with Dystopia, you can say it is. Yeah, this is a thrash album. And, and uh, thrash they did and it's the first one with uh kiko on guitar yeah. and then of course chris adler played the drums who i assume probably won on the next one now that dirt from soul work is the drummer yes um but the point being the return to form you know has kind of been attributed to chris adler yeah and yeah I, I think you could say that because whenever he came in not his style of drumming, the return it to form. I mean, even though his, his drumming is awesome, 
it's just, you know, the stories came out that supposedly when he was talking to Dave or when Dave was playing stuff for him, he would say, no, that doesn't sound like what Megadeth would sound like. And yeah. he, then he would present something to him. He's like, that's what my Megadeth sound like. Yeah, my Megadeth. Yeah, yeah. which is what, you know, he's around the same age as us probably. So he was looking for something that sounded like it, Megadeth from 86 to 92. Probably, exactly, you know? exactly. Pretty poignant when you think about it. Yeah. And this this whole thing, you know, is just another all killer no filler album, and it reminded me of, you know, I've liked everything Megadeth has ever done except Risk, and I like a couple songs on there. Yeah, but I remember I was, you know, even in the later years, you know, and the world needs a hero or, um, whatever else from that era, Endgame. You know, yeah. I was still really excited when a Megadeth album came out. But then after it came out, even if I liked it, it, you know, the feeling kind of faded. But with this one, yeah. months after it came out, you still kind of had that feeling like, holy shit, this is new Megadeth. I know. It's great. I know. You get excited. Yeah, so that yeah. says a lot about, you know, what they did. They recaptured not just a sound, but they recaptured something yeah. that makes you, as a fan, even yeah. though it's been 25 years or more, excited about what you're hearing. Yeah, yeah, they harnessed something. I mean, I really like Poison of Shadows. I like The Emperor. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, even the, the even the more you know, the threat is real. Dystopia that we all heard. You know, I mean, it, it's all it's all the same level. It's all the same, you know, badassness, if you will. I mean, it's <laughs> it's great. Yeah, The Emperor was really cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, dystopia. I love how it started out with that guitar, and. From Kiko, I guess. And, mm-hmm. you know, that really, that's another thing that really transcended back to the early stuff without sounding dated. But it really made you feel like you're listening to old school Megadeth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And at the end of that, I'll melt the ice away. What'd you think of that? That was awesome. Yeah. Those <laughs> last two songs are covers. Yeah. Yeah. And because I remember one, yeah, Foreign Policy. Yeah. Because I remember listening to those and thinking, man, one of them. It just has a real punk feel to it, and then it turned out being like Fear or something, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it was the cover of a punk man. There you go. <laughs> well, moving on, the top five thrash palooza here. Testament Brotherhood of the Snake is number four number on our four. list. And same way. they. I keep saying this, but it's they fall right in that category for me with Death Angel and Prong, where their last few albums, I loved them. But this is the best of their newer stuff. Yeah. And this Testament album, holy shit. Like, I mean, <laughs> when it, like every song you think, oh, this is the best song on the album. Yeah. And then they, then the next song starts and you're like, holy shit, this is the best song on the yeah. album. Yeah. It's one of those type of albums. And the riffs on this thing from Skolnick are just fucking insane. Yeah. And it's just nonstop. Like, the riffs are the thing that probably stand out to me the most. Yeah. I mean, the vocals, obviously, because there's a couple, like the first time I heard the song Brotherhood of the Snake, I was kind of shocked because he does everything. Like he does the, the heavy growling stuff that he did, you know, when Skolink was gone. Yeah. And then he does his classic, you know, the classic Chuck Billy sound. But then there was even points in there where he's like freaking screaming like he's in a, metalcore band or something <laughs> and i thought is this really him or yeah. is this someone else like on the song with him you know? yeah you and he can. did like four different styles in that one song and throughout the album there's a little more of those growls and which is cool to see because you know he's he does that stuff great 
and you know you always heard those rumors that Scully wasn't a fan of that stuff mm-hmm. and that's why he did it when he was gone I guess because he yeah. could and then once Scully came back they never played that stuff live until like the last few years you know he's kind of more open to it now and I played mm-hmm. a couple songs from that album and then of course now you hear on the new album yeah there's that style mixed doing, in, yeah, yeah. so he must be cool with it, I guess. Yeah, and, and you also you can't you can't neglect to mention Eric Peterson, and yeah. you know he's just like the you know he he's the riff meister in that band, and he's kind of the the secret weapon. You know, I mean, when everyone everyone always gravitates towards Alex Skullman, but right. Eric Peterson is the fucking man. Yeah, he writes all that stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of cool too because you know he's the guy that's like when you think of testament he's like the last guy a lot of people think of think exactly yeah which is kind of bad but you know there's it's always cool whenever a guy kind of keeps that whole you know he's kept that thing going for yep. the the whole entire existence of that band he you know he's the malcolm young of the operation yeah pretty much secret weapon yeah yeah brotherhood of the snake is just a phenomenal a phenomenal album that could be number one any year except this year (laughs) because of the next three things we're going to talk about. And it's like, I almost, I actually had it above number three. I don't know. I didn't show you my final list, Mm -hmm. but just the way that things fall. Yeah. You know, but anyway, number three is another band from the heyday of thrash and the heyday of all music. I guess it's a good (laughs) thing to say because they've always been big as Metallica and hardwired to self-destruct. There we go. So we've done a full-on review of this thing. It's on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube.com backslash The Thunder Underground. Subscribe to us. We did actually the first, because they put out Atlas Rise, Moth in the Flame, and Hardwired as singles before the album came out. And we did reaction videos to each of those. And then we did a full-on album review once it was out. And the the theme, obviously, of all that is that Metallica is back. They were never gone, but as far as what the majority of people love about Metallica, it's back in a lot of these songs. Like Atlas Rise and those three songs I just mentioned, and then Spit Out the Bone and Murder One. You know, these all songs kind of harken to the heyday of Metallica. Yeah. And then you've got songs that fit into that sound of the Black Album. And like you talked about, you know, there's even songs that sound like Load, but they're like heavier than Load was. Yeah. So I think that's why people are latching on to it. Because Load had good music, but a lot of people were butthurt because it was more of a hard rock album than it was a metal album. Exactly. Well, and you know, um, funny thing is, you know, the last, Jesus Christ, man, since the Black Album, there's always people are like, this this album sucks, this album sucks, you know. Load sucks, Reload sucks, you know. St. Anger sucks. Death Magnetic sucks. You don't hear... Hardwired to self-destruct sucks at all yeah. right now. I don't, I mean, I don't know, unless I'm just not looking for it. I haven't seen any negative anything about this record anywhere. I mean, this this record is firing on all cylinders, and it's hitting everybody in the right places, obviously, apparently. <laughs> I mean, it, it, because it's at the top of everyone's list. Everyone's, you know, having a cow about this fucking record. And it's great. It's really good. It's It's what they... Uh, like I said before, it's kind of what they should have done between the Black Album and Load, uh, you know, I, I think. Or, you know, you could say it's the next, you could say it's um, their sixth album. So they're, you know, whatever. 
like, you know, Metallica, then Hardwired Self-Destruct, you know? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, it's that good. And they, they finally, uh, they finally kind of caught that lightning in a bottle again. Yeah. And this is a an album where there's songs that I definitely like better than other songs, but there aren't any bad songs on here. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny because I mentioned this, I don't remember if it was when we were talking about it on the podcast, but when we did the album review, we did it after, you know, we don't listen to most of those songs once or twice. Yeah. And so it was a, an initial first reaction. And... I'd said on that thing that Halo and Fire was probably my least favorite song on this album. Yeah. It just didn't do anything for me. And in the second, third time I listened to it, now I would say it's probably my second favorite song on the album behind yeah. Atlas Rise. Yeah. And which is crazy to me because it's like eight minutes long and it's real reminiscent of Load era Metallica. Yeah. But it's just a great song that just builds, you know, and the whole... The whole thing, you know, with Moth and the Flame and Atlas Rise of these long, you know, six, seven minute epic songs that real harken back to the the 80s Metallica. Spit Out the Bone, obviously, is relentless of that kind of thing. But then you've got, <clears throat> I know you've mentioned, is it Am I Savage was one of your favorites? Yeah. yeah. You know, that a lot of stuff harkens to the Black Album. And we mentioned that too, that they did a great job of just kind of pulling in styles from their entire career. Yeah, they really did. Because there's even stuff that's reminiscent of Death Magnetic at points, too, I yeah. think. Yeah. Outside of this, the sound of this thing is better than Death Magnetic. Yes. And it just goes back to the Black Album almost. You know, I mean, I guess you can't ever get what the Black Album had sonically as far as sound goes, but, you know, it's pretty close. Yeah. And, and another thing, with, you know, the theme, the, the you know, there's a theme for each song. It's not like Death Magnetic or St. Anger where let's cram 55 million different riffs in one song and just yeah. go nuts. I mean, it's it's each song is way more focused. That's true. Yeah, because both those albums were just... Yeah, you'd be listening to a song and it just it completely changed into yeah. something else like yeah. four times. That's right. <laughs> well, number two. Yes. The Voice of Rock. The Voice of Rock. The Voice of an Angel. Uh, exactly. One the, of the greatest voices of all time. The voice of God, if there, there was one. There you go. Would be Glenn Hughes. Glenn Hughes, his new album is called Resonate. Yes. And this album completely resonated my soul. That's with right. My soul. It's it's supreme, it's superb, it's amazing. It's every positive superlative you could ever think of in your head. Yeah. It really is. There's not a million you know, I've said it a million times, said a million more. Glenn Hughes is one of the most underrated, if not the most underrated artist of all time. When it comes to rock music, he's just phenomenal. Phenomenal doesn't even really describe this guy. Yeah, I mean, not only is his voice just, it transcends anything you can imagine, but, you know, he's got songwriting, he's got musicianship. I mean, it's just a, a package all the way around. And this album, this album is just, uh, it kills from, you know, the opening track, Heavy, is insane. Uh, Let It Shine, I love that one. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I could go on. Yeah. Yeah, and his bass playing, you know, really jumps out at times in some of these songs, too, like Heavy, you know. Yeah. And it's just, it's another album that's got some different styles brought together. You know, it's got the funkiness. It's got the soul. It's got the blues. It's got the the hard and heavy. There's some songs that are just like, yeah, like God of Money. 
and what am I thinking? Flow, I think. You know, just some of these songs are real heavy yeah. and reminiscent of what he was doing with yeah. with Tony Iommi. Yeah, and, whenever and, he did the stuff with him, and it's it's the first time he's done just solo heaviest rock he's done since then, probably. Yeah, because any of his so. previous solo albums are more along the the bluesy mm-hmm. rock rock kind of lane, and this yeah. is more what people a lot of people know him for. Yeah, exactly. Which is the Deep Purple, Black Country Communion. You know, more recent California breed, and then of course stuff he did with Sabbath and Tony Iommi. Yeah, like this falls along more of those lines. So it's it's what you know. Obviously, the stuff I love the most, but everything he's ever done is cool. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you can listen to you know Hughes Thrall or any of his early solo albums, <laughs> and it's just good music because, like you said, this guy's a songwriter. This guy's one of the voices of all time. Yeah, the and voice of rock. There you go. The last song on the album, Long Time Gone, is like real slow and just yeah. another one of those songs. It's just great, you know, beautiful. And I, you know, it's another thing I feel like with, like I was talking about Cheap Trick, I feel like a kind of rambling of like not making sense, but the, I, cause I could just keep rambling about how great this guy yeah. is, his voice. And like you mentioned on another podcast, not only that, it's just great to see him when you see him on social media or in interviews or whatever, he's like this extremely positive person and it resonates through his music, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It helps your day out a little better. Yeah. And he's number one on my bucket list as far as musicians I've never seen live. Yeah. One day. And I don't care what form it is in. I'd love to see a solo show where he played all different stuff from his career. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's also... The news came out that Black Country Communion is supposed to release an album next May. That's right. So you would assume they would at least do a few shows. So maybe we'll get lucky on that. But I know he's mentioned as well that 2017 he's going to try to do more shows in America because that's one thing he hasn't done a lot of in recent times. Outside of he did that tour with Alter Bridge last year. Yeah. But it didn't come anywhere near us. So that's, that's my dream for 2017 if we're looking forward to that. Because I hope I get to see Glenn Hughes finally. Yeah, that will be that will be the best. Yes, so please check out Resonate, number two album on our list. All right, here we are at the end. Number one. We know. We've mentioned it like 20 times in the last three months. Yeah. Or, well, all year because it came out early in the year. Yep. But we've known for a while this would be number one. Yeah. I kind of thought, well, Metallica would be number one on your list, but you held true to your, your word and... Anthrax was still number one. It was our unanimous number one. Yeah, it's unanimous uh, all the way around. And I mean, for all kings. I mean, how is it this band, John Bush, Joey Belladonna, it matter every record just is better than the last one. Yeah, it's it's just nuts. I mean, and like I said earlier, all these guys are just stepping up and making the best music ever. You know, they're not resting on their laurels. They're not, you know, they're not phoning anything in. I mean, this stuff is just. It's breathtaking. It's breathtaking metal. It really is. <laughs> right. Yeah, this... I mentioned, you know, without going too deep into this, whenever they got back with Joey, I was a little butthurt because I'm, I'm in the smaller group of people that I love John Bush more. Yeah. I always will because John Bush is one of my favorite all-time metal singers. But the way you got to look at it is, look, now we've got Armored Saint back. 
their album win hands down was in our top five last year yes and now we've got armored saint and anthrax and joey belladonna since he's came back you know it just completely i've always liked him i never disliked him but it completely revitalized how much i love this guy because these last two albums worship music and for all kings are just phenomenal and they hold up to anything yeah like really you said, do. they keep getting better. Like you can put up among the living or state of euphoria or persistence of time, like the best stuff for Joey. And these two albums are right there. They could be, these two albums could be number one and two. Exactly. You know, on the list of Anthrax album, that's how good they are in my yeah. opinion. Yep. And you know, you remember how floored we were with worship music. Yeah. Okay? And you're like, man, what can There's they no fucking way. do? There's yeah, no fucking can't. way. And then they come out with this. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> how is it? How is it? You guys just keep doing the best fucking shit. It's crazy. It's crazy. Does that go to say Charlie Benante is one of the greatest songwriters in the world? It could be. It probably is. I mean, you know, Breathing Lightning. My God, that's that's another song of the year. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's that's so, probably the song of the year. In it's, my opinion. Yeah, so epic, so so heartfelt. I mean, it's just insane. You know? Yeah, musically, lyrically, everything about that song. Just yeah. the way that. Belladonna sings it almost I mentioned this almost puts it into a Steve Perry vein yeah which is weird to say that about a metal band but it's the closest you know any of their songs have got to that where he could showcase that part of his voice which he's always been high and mighty as far as yeah. what his voice does but this just pushed it to another level yeah I mean it, breathing lightning is uh, you know you can put on any anthrax song and go, oh, fuck yeah, let's bang our head and crack open a beer. <laughs> Breathing Lightning, just the, the, the melodies, the solo, the vocals, everything is, you get like goosebumps or you get like, you know, you start like, you know, reflecting back on my life. <laughs> you know, you get like choked up and you don't know why, but that's what this song draws out of you. Well, you mentioned the solo. Yeah, that solo from John and I is just, yeah. Just, it's just one of those ones where I, you can this sing is, it. Yeah, and it's going to sound funny when you're talking about a band like Anthrax, or a band like Anthrax, you could see him on an arena stage with, like, you know, the air vent blowing his hair <laughs> while he's playing yep, a solo. That's, that's right. the type of solo this is. It's, like, built for the arena, just like Joey's vocals are. Yeah. And, you know, I always thought, well, maybe that's going to piss off some diehard Anthrax metal fans. I haven't seen anything negative about it, yeah. but I know that when we saw them live... With Slayer, they played this song, and like you and Jason Carroll up front, and you said you were pissed off that just why aren't people going nuts? Yes. Everyone was like, "Meh." They're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Yeah, play, play "I Am the Law," and I'm like, "Fuck <laughs> you, people!" Right? I mean, they're playing one of the, one of the best songs I've ever written, and you're looking at your phones. Go <laughs> eat a dick. But we just spent several minutes talking about one song in this whole album. Yeah, I mean, we could spend several minutes about each song. Each song. Yeah, I mean, I like, think Monster at the end is just badass. Yeah. Just the swing that song has. Wow. Yeah, and that's another one, just like that guitar riff from Ian, and then the Joey's vocals just pull that thing. Yeah, Bloody Eagle Wings is just epic as fuck. That's one that I thought harkens to the John Bush era anthrax. Okay, yeah. Like, it's got the real, it's got that real sound that those albums had, in my opinion. Because a lot of this stuff, you can't, I can't imagine Joey not singing it, mm-hmm. but that's the only one I can't imagine John Bush singing. Yeah. Not that that matters to anybody, but that in that video too is crazy. Yeah. Go YouTube that video. It's 
a mind fuck. <laughs> totally. <laughs> right. We don't have time to get into it, but go, yeah, go, go YouTube that one. Yep. Defend Avenge is great. All of them thieves. Yep. Evil Twin, the first single. Yeah. You know, it's got that right. great guitar riff to open the thing up. And, you know, I mean, all killer, no filler. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, like Trent said a minute ago, uh, when this album came out, it was, uh, February and we knew right then and there, holy shit, you know? And, uh, and we knew it and still, what, 10 months later or whatever the hell it is, nine months later, it's, it's our number one, and for good fucking reason. It came out February 26th, by the way. That's right. It was the day that Fuller House debuted. Oh, my God. And the, and the day that Iron Maiden played Tulsa. That's right. That's right. It was like a triple trifecta of my 1990s yep. youth all <laughs> nice, at once. Nice. New Anthrax, new Full House, and <sighs> Iron Maiden Live. Why you got to bring Full House into this, man? God, Have you seen Stephanie's it. boobs? Yes, I have, and they're amazing. Have you seen DJ's face? Yes, I have, and it's amazing. Well, that's why I brought it in. But 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 during Anthrax, really, there's so much testosterone up in his top six or oh, top God. nine. <laughs> Nervosa <laughs> didn't make the list, so I had to ogle someone, right? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, there you go. Top sixteen. Recap: Crowbot, Prong, and Glorious, Scattered Hamlet, Gojira, Evergrey, Cheap Trick, Crowbar, Nels, King. Death Angel, Megadeth, Testament, Metallica, Glenn Hughes, and Anthrax. Yes. That's a formidable list. Yeah. It's a mighty list. That's right. Just like the Mighty Wings from Cheap Trick. It sure is. <laughs> well, looking forward to 2017. I know COC's got a new album. Yeah. That's in the works. Has been in the works for a while. That's number one on my list of what I'm looking forward to. I know... I didn't really do too much research to know who else has stuff coming. Do you know anything off the top of your head? No, we just went through so many names in this episode. My mind is shot. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Right. Well, if you've got anything coming out, put it in the comments if you, uh, or that you're looking forward to, or if you, uh, think there's something we completely missed talking about, let us know. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I've been mentioning all these previous episodes. SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder Dash Underground. Everything's up there. 102 episodes. I've listed all the guys that we've had on that put out albums this year. We've also had on, like I just said, COC. We had on Reed Mullen from COC. We've had on Sid Falk, formerly of Overkill. We've had on guys from Great White and Warrant, Bullet Boys, Trickster. Who else am I missing? Oh, man. God, we've Insight. Had, I'm missing. Well, I mentioned yeah, that early. We've had on Wino from the Obsessed and Spirit Caravan. There's an album that's coming out in 2017. Yes, that's right. That's new, right. That's new right. Obsessed. Uh, yeah, we've had on. And we've had on a lot of local guys. Uh, Driver, uh, Rocket Science, uh, Machine in the Mountain, um, Screaming Red Mutiny that we've mentioned. I mean, uh, it's just all over the place. Yeah. Soil. Soil, Drowning Pool. Murder FM. Murder FM. The list is endless. hundred Now 103 episodes. Next week will be 104. And yeah. that'll be the Normandies. That's right. And we've recorded this one already. We're really looking forward to giving this out to you. It's also going to include an acoustic song that they're going to bring live here on the podcast for the first time. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. And if you like stuff like Dropkick Murphy's Street Dogs, you'll really dig these guys. 
We'll talk more about that, of course, on that episode. Get on Facebook.com backslash The Thunder Underground. Follow us, like us. Follow us on Twitter, T-H-N-D-R-U-N-D-R Ground. Like I mentioned before, YouTube is at The Thunder Underground. Subscribe to that. We've got reaction videos to Metallica, Black Sabbath, Avenged Sevenfold. Have more stuff coming soon. We've got Battlecross. Um... Uh, video podcast up there yeah. that we did with Gumby like well over a year ago. That's right. And then we had a recent one with him. No, sorry, a recent one with his guitarist, Tony. Yeah. Just about a week ago. So check that one out as well. Definitely. Tony Yosta and Allegiant. That's Allegiant's another album that we didn't mention in our yeah. Yeah, they put out list a great of albums. Album come out. That was a great melodic death metal album. Definitely check that one out as well. Anything I'm forgetting? Periscope. There you go. T-shirts, koozies. Yeah. TheThunderUnderground at gmail.com. Yep. Email us if you want a t-shirt. Email us if you've got a band, you want us to play your music, you want us to review your album. Shoot us an email. Give us the links. Give us the MP3s and we'll do it. That's right. That's right. Um, I also, in the new year, I promise to stop saying it definitely and exactly a lot. And you know. You know. But... I don't think we'll stop saying you know. We've talked about that like for a year and a half and we never have. I won't stop saying Severmind because we've said that. We said that remember as much as, you know. Yeah. So we're going to keep saying Severmind because they kick ass too. Yeah. It took us, uh, what, over an hour and a half before we said Severmind, but we did it. (laughs) We can't help it. Right. All right. Well, here's looking to 2017 and we appreciate you listening to us this year, of course. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.